Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. The Arnold Classic in Columbus, Ohio goes back to 1989, created by none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger, who wanted to put a spotlight on bodybuilding. Today, the icon is hoping to also shine a light on the importance of mask wearing. However, some recent comments Schwarzenegger made about those who refused to mask up didn't sit well with one of his sponsors. There is a virus here. It kills people. And the only way we prevent it is, is to get vaccinated, to wear masks, to do social distancing, washing your hands all the time, and not just to think about, well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. Because with freedom comes obligations and responsibilities. Supplement brand Redcon One has been a sponsor of the event for at least a decade, but the company withdrew its corporate sponsorship following the bodybuilding icon's comments. Joining me now to discuss the fallout is Redcon One founder Aaron Singerman. Welcome to the NutraCast, Aaron. Thank you for having me again. My pleasure. So you go way back, not just with the Arnold Classic, but Arnold the bodybuilder, even referring to him as a role model. Yes, he he was he is. I mean, he's a iconic role model to many many young entrepreneurs, young people in general. For me personally, I became a fan of Arnold uh, watching many times watching Predator with my dad, and you know, I thought, man, he looks super cool, and hopefully, I can look like that one day too. So, not only was I a fan of of his physique and followed him into bodybuilding, I literally got into bodybuilding because I thought how cool Arnold looked. And that led me to start supplement companies after actually covering the world of bodybuilding. So I've been attending the Arnold Classic in a, some capacity, either as I never really went as a fan. My first time going was in media, working for um, RX Muscle. And then uh, I did that for six or seven years before becoming a sponsor and always keeping my media credentials. So I was always backstage. I've met Arnold uh, many times. Um, never had long conversations. I certainly wouldn't say we're, we're buddies or anything, but I, I certainly have been around him plenty and admired him, thought he's a great guy and and have looked up to him, not just for the bodybuilding, but the business sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's created an incredible legacy of, of businesses, probably many more than people realize. You know, He owns quite a bit of the hotels around Columbus, around the contest. Uh, he's very involved in, in quite a few other businesses that is not publicly, you know, it's not out there. He's, he's a great businessman. He became a, you know, the governor of the state that he loved, California, and he uh, was an immigrant that created a, you know, probably somewhere in the near, near billion dollar range fortune, all while basically completing every goal of his entire life. So there's there's a lot to look up to. Mm-hmm. How difficult was the decision to pull out of that? Very, very difficult for me. Uh, reason being, because I I love the show. I mean, like I love going to the show. I love you know exhibiting at the show when it's all happening, there's no doubt that I will miss it and wish that I was there and feel like I'm missing out. So it was, it was tough in a lot of ways. And it's also been a successful show for us. I believe in, in terms of awareness, we were the title sponsor of the webcast, which gets seen by, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people around the world. Uh, we were last year, titles, a major sponsor this year, we we're one of the top sponsors and we were going to be on Arnold's committee to give him advice on how to continue to increase the popularity of the of the Arnold Classic, his expo, one of six sponsors that was asked to, to do that. So, you know, we've spent a million plus dollars with Arnold and the Arnold Classic. So it was, it's 
it was sucky. It was sucky to say it's sucky to have to make the decision. It didn't feel necessarily good. And I honestly wasn't sure what the response that I would get doing it. Yeah. So what was the response? I mean, did you, did you hear from Arnold himself? Did he issue any type of statement? Um, so the, from the fans of bodybuilding and fitness, it was almost exclusively good. And I think that that is because the way that I addressed it, it wasn't, I don't want, I don't want Arnold canceled. I said that in my video, you know, I, I don't want Arnold canceled. I don't believe in cancel culture. I just can't financially support someone who, you know, says, screw your freedoms, you know, especially considering where he is and how influential he is. If he would have said it in a different way, if he would have said, I think everyone should be vaccinated and everyone should wear masks. And that's my opinion. Then that he has the, every right to say that. And I would have probably looked the other way, but to say everybody, if you're not, you're, if you don't wear a mask, you're a moron and you're a, a schmuck. And that if it, if it bothers you, your freedom, screw your freedoms. That was tough for me to hear. And I just didn't feel like I could be financially involved um, where I'm contributing to that because it's just the opposite of what Redcon One, our brand stands for, which is pro-America, pro-patriotic, pro-freedom. So it, basically it's, it sat so wrong with me that I felt like it was because it was such a tough decision. I kind of delayed making that video and putting out the statement. And I reached out to the Arnold people first out of respect to let them know I was going to do this because I do like all the people over there and I didn't want to create any enemies. So the interesting thing was that the response was basically almost exclusively positive because of the way that Arnold said it. And if Arnold would have said it, you know, more, you know, I guess less harsh I, and I would have done that. I think that it would have been come off really negatively, but because I said, I didn't, I want to, did not want to cancel him. This isn't about politics. It's about freedom and what's right and wrong in my opinion. And, and it's hard for anybody to get, say that that's wrong. Of course, some people didn't like it. Some of the news articles, like the one from USA Today and some of the other articles that were, that kind of made it more about me or Redcon one being anti-mask, anti-vaccine, which is absolutely not what I said at all. I said that everyone should have the ability and right to choose. Um, if, uh, you know, if somebody wants to get vaccinated, wear a mask, they should be able to, if somebody doesn't want to, they, they should be able to, too. And that's my opinion. And, uh, and I think that more people in America need to vote with their dollars, you know? And so th believing that I really had no choice, but to make this uh, tough decision. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're not an anti-masker. You just no, didn't like the way that he stated it. Exactly. And I, I tried to make that very clear in the video that, you know, when I go, you know, to a place that says you need to wear a mask, I'm wearing a mask. I'm not like the guy that's like, screw you. I'll do what I want. Many of my family members are vaccinated. I got the coronavirus and I actually have the Delta variant antibodies also. So, you know, I, I, there's no need for me to do it in my opinion, but I'm not saying other people shouldn't. My mom is vaccinated. My sister's vaccinated. So it's up to the, the individual. I don't think we should force anything like that on any person where you have to do something. I don't know. I just didn't like the, the way he said it and the way the, the rhetoric from somebody as influential as Arnold, you know, it was just too much. Mm -hmm. I heard from the Arnold people many times. And one of the big things that they were concerned about is that a lot of our athletes are Arnold classic champions. So um, they were worried because I said, Redcon won't be, won't be there. So if you're coming to see me or Kai Green or some of our athletes, you may not see him there because we were not going to have a booth there. And they were really worried that I was that I was insinuating that athletes wouldn't be able to compete because we have so many athletes that we sponsor, which is was 100% not the case. And I put out that statement on my uh, on my Instagram, letting people know and the red kind of Instagram, letting people know that we would never, ever in a million years tell uh, a sponsored athlete of ours they can't go make money or they can't follow their dreams or do a contest. So but they, they reached out a few times about a bunch of different stuff. And we were trying to organize a Instagram live or some sort of public communication between Arnold and I, 
where we would be able to kind of talk this out and he could explain his viewpoint and why he said that. And I could give mine and we could have a, this country needs more peaceful debates, right? Where two people with differing opinions can, can speak to each other normally like gentlemen or gentlewomen, right. Or whatever. And, and walk away, you know, not necessarily even agreeing, but still walk away, you know, okay. And so that was kind of the plan um, for a while. And I think that, I think that Arnold's people probably did the smart thing PR wise and said, like, let's just forget about this because the news cycle moves so quick and this will be over and forgotten about, you know, in a matter of days or weeks. And it would have, uh, maybe he felt like it would have continued um, the talk by doing that. I think it would have been great, but you know, I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay. So your athletes are still going and competing. So that, Absolutely. so they weren't put in a tough spot They're, They can still do what they want. And, and like you said, you're not going to ask them to, to not compete or follow their dreams. No, I would never, ever in a million years do that because some of these guys, this is a, I mean, it's the second biggest show in, in bodybuilding and fitness in, in the entire world. So to tell people you can't do that would be a, would be bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I like that you tried to keep the dialogue open and, and work out perhaps a compromise. Do you see yourself attending as a, as a regular person or a sponsor again? Do you think that this relationship could ever be back to what it used to be? Um. Right now, it's hard to imagine that, but you never know. I mean, stranger things have happened. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The, the answer is I don't know. I, I, I would love for there to be a positive conclusion. And, you know, at one point that was asked, do I want, would I speak to the governor about it and uh, uh, privately? And, uh, and I, don't, I don't know what, he would, what we would say, where it would make it okay, or I'd be all right to go back. But you never know. You never know. I mean, I do love the show, but I won't, I won't be back this year or the foreseeable future to, to watch the show, but I'm, I'm sure people going there will have a lot of fun. And uh, I, I, that's why I made very clear in the video. I'm not saying don't go. I'm not saying don't, but you, if you don't support it or don't support, not even forget Arnold, anything that you are a company, a person, you, you know, I think it's important that where we're at in the country, in the world, you do have a voice and maybe it's just in the dollars you spend, but I think it's important that people think about that and don't just spend their time and their money without, without considering it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been promoting your voice. I noticed on LinkedIn, you, you posted that you were canceling your corporate sponsorship and, and some people, I think we're kind of looking at this, like, was this a marketing ploy? No, no, not, not at all. Although, although I will say it definitely ended up being where I had, no, like I said, I, I never in a million years thought there'd be stories on USA Today and The Hill and Daily Wire and all these daily news, all these people came out of the woodwork. And we actually, in fact, turned down a tremendous amount of mainstream news interviews because I didn't think it made sense to keep, like, I didn't know where it would go from there. And I didn't want to put Arnold and those guys in a tough spot where they had to feel like they had to retaliate or something, you know? Because if we did like a, a Sean Hannity or one of these other shows, it puts them in a, makes them, I felt like puts it in like a, an attack position. And that's really not what I ever intended. Right. You don't want them to pin you against Arnold or the no. show. No, no, I just didn't. It just didn't, it didn't feel like the right thing to do. Um, and so, you know, it's one thing talking to you because this is industry stuff and, and people are, you know, want to hear the news here, but when you go on a, a nationwide show, like a, a Tucker Carlson or something, it's like, you're asking for drama. And I just didn't, I didn't think that was a good idea. Mm-hmm. So you were quoted as saying, we can't in good conscience continue to support and be involved with someone who has such diametrically opposed beliefs. Yeah. Uh, is that a genuine statement? Yes. Yes. If somebody has diametrically opposed beliefs of Redcon 1 or we feel that they do, we wouldn't be involved with them. Mm-hmm. Um, not, that doesn't mean that nobody should, but that means that we can't. 
like I said, Redcon one is very specific in who we are and who we support. And you know, we don't we're maybe not be for everybody, but we can't uh, we can't associate just because Arnold is a iconic name and a, a a legend in bodybuilding doesn't mean that we need to be at all his shows or any of the shows. Mm-hmm. And speaking of a conscience, Aaron, I did see that you and your business partners allegedly committed money laundering and, and were uh, allegedly peddling supplements that contained illegal drugs and steroids. I mean, the statement regarding a good conscience definitely seemed curious considering this 14 count indictment. Well, that's an ongoing legal case, which will, that's a, called an accusation, Danielle. If you, you're familiar with what an accusation means versus facts? That's why I said allegedly. Yeah. So uh, allegedly and factually, I'm not allowed to speak about it. Okay. Uh, you called Arnold's comments dangerous and anti-American. Some might say allegedly illegal drugs are dangerous. What do you say to that? I would say that that those people don't know all the facts. Okay. Um, and, and just to be clear, this is an indictment. It's an allegation. You are going to trial in October. Is that correct? Okay. All right. Well, it looks like Aaron Singerman dropped off the call. I will certainly put any comments in this podcast should he email me or call me back. Uh, Just a side note for anybody who is not familiar with the case, Blackstone Labs, that's a company that Aaron Singerman co-founded and his co-founders, they were all indicted by a federal grand jury for selling illegal substances and products and marketed as dietary supplements, including anabolic steroids. That was back in 2019. Key employees and manufacturing partners were also named in that 14 count indictment. Singerman left the day-to-day operations at Blackstone back in 2016, but he was still an owner until January, 2018. All of the defendants were charged with one count of conspiracy to defraud consumers and the FDA by selling products labeled as dietary supplements that contain unapproved new drugs, illegal steroids, and other ingredients that were hazardous and prohibited by law. The indictment also charges PJ Braun, one of the owners of Blackstone Labs, and Aaron Singerman, the former company owner, with two counts of introducing a product known as Super DMZRX 2.0, that's an unapproved new drug, into interstate commerce. The indictment further charges Braun, Singerman, and five other defendants with one count of a conspiracy to distribute anabolic steroids, which are a Schedule Three controlled substance under federal law, which may cause kidney failure. And in fact, a man that did take that drug landed in the hospital not once but twice with liver damage, induced colastic jaundice. Now, one of the defendants, David Winsauer, worked for Blackstone Labs from 2014 to 2018. He recently pleaded guilty to conspiring to defraud FDA by concealing information about illegal products labeled as dietary supplements. According to court filings, Winsauer admitted that he and other co-conspirators worked to portray Blackstone Labs to consumers as complying with federal laws, when in fact the company arranged to manufacture products that were illegal under federal law. Winsauer admitted that members of the conspiracy also coordinated to conceal sales of products that were labeled as dietary supplements from the FDA, including by removing information about illegal products from online marketing to create the false impression that they were no longer selling those products. Now, I do want to point out that the indictment charging the remaining defendants, including Singerman, is an allegation, and the defendants are presumed innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Neutral Ingredients will continue to follow the story as it develops. 
I do want to thank Aaron Singerman for joining me here on the NutraCast today and all of you for listening. If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutraCast wherever you get your podcast. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutra-related content. Thank you for listening. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutraCast next week.